This is the Beyond the Story podcast, a show that goes way beyond the story. And now, Sebastian Frost! Sammy Knight, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. Oh, it's great to have you here. Uh, you, you and I first connected. Uh, we didn't get a chance to meet in person then, but that was the Apex Live event, I believe, back in November. And I saw a video of you, and uh, it, it told a lot about you without actually knowing you. And I said, I want to meet that guy, and I want to get to know him. Wow. And we've been able to do that through uh, means of, of of social media and through our the Apex group. And then, of course, got a chance to to meet in person and spend some time together. Uh, a couple of weeks back uh, in, in Dallas. So what, what I'd like to do is I'd like to start off with with what that exact story was that you told so our listeners can can, can understand um, wh- where you've been uh, and, uh, and and what where it's brought you to, to present day and some of the success you've been able to experience as well as life experience. I'll try not to bore anybody, but I have to start with uh, the girl I met in high school who's now my wife. Um, I've been with her for 47 years, and that's that's my true success. That uh, I was I was gifted the right person, and uh, she was patient enough to keep up and put up with me. Two kids, all that grandchildren. I'm the old guy in the room now in a lot of instances, and you know I thought that would be odd, but it's kind of cool. Um, but anyway, uh, I got started in business. I was going to work for the telephone company like my dad did. And, you know, I'm in a small town and just retire from there one day and do what my dad did. I wanted to get married early before I finished college. So I never finished college. And, um, my wife and I got married. I was so excited about getting married. I didn't even have a job and, uh, she did, but uh, it wasn't enough to feed us. And then, um, I got a job with AT&T like the week after we got married and I thought I'll get into management training. I'll just do this thing. And, uh, the baby bells made, I mean, the AT&T was given the uh, great honor of being focused on by our illustrious federal bureaucratic society called the government. And they broke up AT&T into seven baby bells. And I was, uh, part of that breakup. And they told me that everybody, that had less than four years service, go find another job. You will not be called back. And, uh, I had three years and 11 months. (laughs) So, so I didn't have a college degree. And back then that was a big deal. You know, we're talking about 1979, 80, 81 is 82 when it really happened. And, uh, it was a big deal to have a degree. And so I just kind of wandered for about, 90 days. I had zero self-confidence. I was, I was, in my opinion, I was worthless. I'm in a small town. I can't move. Don't want to leave my home. There's no job that's going to pay me money like that. And every job that may have existed, you had to have a degree. So um, I think the biggest thing I learned was during that period of time, how critical people are in your life. And and never take that for granted. And so I had an opportunity to go to work with a uh, um, insurance company, Hartford Insurance, as a claims adjuster. I knew nothing about claims. I knew nothing about insurance. I was an absolute pitiful candidate. 
with no degree. And I met, a, I knew a guy that worked um, as the attorney for, for Hartford's claims off, claim office. And I called him on the phone. I said, look, just put in a good word for me. He said, well, you don't have a degree. And, you know, he gave me all the sad stories. He said, but I'll tell him that I know you don't know your family. And I got the job. And I beat out two guys that had college degrees. And I knew nothing about what I was doing. But I learned it. And I, I became self-taught in everything from then on and was successful, became a part of a storm team. Always wanted to get into sales. Great opportunity in the food business came along and stuck my hat in the ring. And at that time, they were hiring MBAs. And I, I didn't even know what the acronym stood for when I first heard it, you know. And so... um I stuck my hat in the ring and I had another guy that, that reached out to the head of the company, the uh, actually the head of sales and said, this is a good guy. Know his family. Give him a chance. He did. And when I sat down with the head of sales, great guy, he looked at me and I'd already gone through all the interviews and he said, tell me why you want this job. I said, cause I want to be your boss one day. <laughs> and it, and it just blew out of my mouth. And I went, boy, that was not a good idea, you know. And he laughed and he said, you know, you might have a shot, but I doubt it. And um, one of my favorite elements of that is after he retired, he had to come back. He came back to work as a contractor consultant for us and he worked for me. So I was his boss one day. So you're going to be Great. right. Yeah, great story, great business, great people. And then I had an opportunity to join a guy that I used to work with in the camo business and uh, went in as a minority owner. And um, I'll never forget, he, he said, I want you to run my licensing and uh, marketing department. And I said, man, I got marketing down. I'm pretty good at sales, but I said, I have no idea what licensing is. And he said, well, it's just selling our pattern. And I said, I can do that. And Started, we were doing business in three countries. And when I left, we were doing business in about 60. And uh, I opened them all. Um, Couldn't speak any foreign languages. But, you know, I figured out along the way that common thread that we may have. You know, I understood how to make a garment. And if we're in a garment manufacturer that couldn't speak English and I couldn't speak Mandarin or Vietnamese, I could point to things that we both understood what we were talking about. So I found a way to communicate. Um, then left that and got into working for myself, real estate business. And that was a long, uh, long bit of history, but I learned a lot. Now I have incredible folks that work for me and work with me and own a bunch of offices, mortgage and real estate sales and property management. I didn't know anything about it. I just said, this feels good. Sounds good. I'm going to figure it out. And, um, but each step of the way, there was somebody. And even during the process, there were a lot of people that just continued to kind of give me that boost. And none of them had to. None of them had to, but they did. And so um, that's kind of how I got to where I am today. And I feel so obligated to everybody that I come in contact with to do the same thing. I'm, I'm pretty opinionated. I'm most likely going to tell you if I see something that I think you can be better at, I'm going to tell you. 
And if it bothers you, then tell me and I'll walk away and not bug you. But uh, I feel like my job and my dad taught me this. Uh, and I'll tell that story real quick. And, and, uh, but my dad told me a long time ago, we were at a family, uh, funeral. We were at the services at the cemetery. And as we were walking out, he pointed to a headstone and I was probably 14 or 15 of a, of a family friend. And he said, see that, that guy right there. And I said, yeah. And he, it had on the headstone, great father, great friend, great, great husband, all that stuff. And he said, that's important while you're here on earth. And I said, yes, sir, I understand you, you know, and I'm trying to figure out what my dad's trying to tell me. And then he said, uh, but what's really important is when you leave this earth, that everything you learned, you leave for somebody else so they can be better. Hmm. And um, so I've tried to do that. And I guess I'm living out what he told me that day, but because somebody helped me. And so I'm here because somebody helped me. Sure. And I don't think a lot of us give as much credit as we possibly can to those that have helped us along the way. I try to live my life by the motto of lift as you climb. And I believe mm-hmm. that, you know, much is given, much is expected. And part of that process is being able to pour into people's lives. And I just my short experience of you, it's very clear uh, that that's what you do. So I don't remember who, who said it, somebody within Apex. And they said, you know, that guy doesn't have to do anything that he does right now but he does it because his he's got a heart for service. He's got a heart for people and he's got, he, he knows what it took to get to where he's at uh, right now. And I thought, man, if, if, if there's a, if there's a, an example to follow uh, Sammy Knight's a, a, a good one. So I, I absolutely am encouraged by, uh, by, by you sharing that and that story, so, which leads me into, uh, I'm curious on how you got involved with apex because i that was the first thing i asked myself i'm like there's a lot of successful people in there but you've had a lot of success don't really need to be networking um but maybe there's another rhyme or reason maybe it's not a monetary or business side of things there's another passion and now it's starting to make a little bit more sense but how long have you been involved with apex and how did you get in the mix over there so i've been in apex uh it was a year ago that i was contacted about going to cabo on a weekend jaunt and i'd heard about i'd seen stuman at an event that he did a social media event with uh, my other coach john cheplack and uh, i thought you know that guy's kind of he's kind of different and he's got more tattoos on him than my whole town that i live in used to have and (laughs) thinking he is so far from who i am but at the same time, he's really close because he's had his trials and tribulations. He's overcome them. So same thing with me. I may not have had some of the childhood challenges he had, but I had the professional challenges along the way. And I thought, I like the fact that everything that came out of his mouth was about helping other people. So I thought, I'll make a trip. And I liked what I saw. I liked some of the people around there. And then I felt like the that apex would help me a lot uh one to understand that next generation coming and what they need to know and hear and then two to share what i know um with every one of them it's you know it's unsolicited so if you want it i'll give it to you if you don't i'll probably still give it to you um but i've i've grown more in that year than anybody that i've talked to or worked with has grown and 
Oh, man. Forgive me for that. Oh, you're all good. I can see. Okay. Uh, but I've grown more in that year than anybody that I've spoken to. And so I'm really the recipient of the, of the victory in that play, if you will. Never had a coach till I hired John Cheplak about a year and half ago, maybe year and seven or eight months ago. And, um, knowing what I know now, if I could go back and be 30 again, I'd have hired four or five coaches only because it gives that check and balance to you. You know, I don't need somebody to tell me, Hey man, great job. Pat me on the back. I need someone to tell me that's a bad move. Yeah. And the people in my life that beyond those that put in a good word for me, that's what they did. You know, I, I'll tell you a quick story. I'll try to be fast, but uh, I had a gentleman named Don Ross that worked in our business in the food industry. And I was in marketing promotions and he was in sales. And so I, I started a little deal or we started a little deal. We'd send out cassette tapes that tells you how old I am of the upcoming promotions. So our sales guys could ride around and listen to it. And all of them would just sit there and read it. You know, I thought, man, that's so boring. So I added a little flair and I put, uh, heard it through the grapevine, Marvin Gaye background music, you know, grapevine information, blah, blah, blah. And so I saw Don Ross in a meeting one day and I said, hey, what do you think about my grape, grapevine tunes? And he said, uh, it's okay. That's what you mean, it's okay. Everybody loves it. Why, why, why aren't you excited like I am? And he said, it's pretty simple to me. He said, that, that approach puts you here and everybody in this company sees you here. So you need to get rid of here and get up here. Man, I was pissed when I went home. Oh yeah. And the next day he was at this meeting. It was a follow-up day. And I said, I said, Don, I don't know why I'm telling you this, but I appreciate what you told me. And I started thinking that way. And everything I do is, how should I be? Am I pushing my bar high enough? Am I helping others to push their bar high enough? And he didn't have to tell me. He could have kissed my butt like everybody else. But he didn't. He took the time to tell me. And it made, I, I wish I could find him again. I'd love to hug his neck because it made a huge difference in my career. It's always that unsolicited feedback that, where we grow the most. I love that you say that sometimes it's, it's, uh, you know, sometimes it is unsolicited and just let me know if you're not ready for it. Cause some people, I love the quote, you know, the truth will set you free, but first it will really piss you off. And, uh, you know, that, that, that is the reality of, it. and many times I've had, um, you know, well, I've, I've done a lot of growth too, with moving away from being offended. I think that when we arrive in a space where we can waive the right to be offended, which is very difficult for a lot of people to do uh, and, and still struggle with. But, um, but when someone approaches us with unsolicited feedback and it triggers us, that is exactly what we needed to hear. And I don't know, there's a lot of growth with realizing that's exactly, you know, where we need to be. I'll never forget. I was in Philadelphia probably 10 years ago and I'd given a, a keynote talk and I was at an after party up in one of the suites at the hotel and older gentleman was in the room and he had spoken earlier that day. And I went up and I said, Oh, your name's, uh, you must be Jack Daly. He goes, are you that kid that gave that social media talk earlier? <laughs> and I said, I sure am Jack. That's me. He goes, that was the worst fucking talk I've ever heard in my entire life. And I thought, 
And I said, I don't understand wh- why, why you're saying like, I, what, what was wrong about it? He goes, listen, I'm a little drunk right now. And I don't feel like explaining myself. And I'm like, I, and I wouldn't stop, man. I was like, Jack, you got to tell me what I did wrong. And it was like midnight and he didn't want to have a conversation about it. And, um, he finally, at the end of the night, he came over to me, he goes, listen, kid, you want some feedback? I go, oh, I'd love it. Yeah, well, what, what, what is it? And he said, I got to talk tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. I want you to be there. And after the talk, I'll give you the feedback that you were asking for. All right. I'll see you in the morning. And then I get there the next morning. I sit in the front row. I really contemplated going home. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to go home, put my tail between my legs, go home. And then I woke up the next morning. I'm like, we're not doing that. We're going, we're going to sit in the front row. And I did that. He didn't have time to talk to me um, after his talk, but he said, Hey, listen, we're headed to the Phillies game tomorrow. Uh, and, uh, for, for, for the suite party, you need to be in that suite. And at the time I'm just getting started, tickets are 250 bucks to be in this suite, but I am dying for information from this guy that told me that my talk sucks shit through a straw. And I needed to understand why. And, uh, we got a chance to sit down in that suite. I sure I found a credit card with 250 bucks on it, bought a ticket, <laughs> got in there. And he, uh, he said, you know, kid, you got it. You got a lot of what I don't have, um, what you don't have, what, but what, what, what you're lacking is, is growing into that and you'll figure it all out. But that's the feedback mm. that I had from you. And I'm like, that's it. He's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I go, so this is like a hug, you know, the hug with a slap in the back of my head, which is, which is so, so useful, you know, with, with, with feedback on here. Um, but um, yeah, feedback is something else, but it's uh, that, that is, that is really where we grow. And when you mentioned coaches and that's the reason I joined Apex, I kept hearing about Stuman and Apex and I knew I wanted to take my business to the, to the next level. And I've been known, I think we all have been guilty at times of dodging accountability and uh, when we're forking over the kind of cash it takes to be involved in a mastermind like Apex, um, some consider it a ton of dough, some consider it, it they, they don't even feel, it, but there's still an investment. I think as an entrepreneur, you know that you are making a significant investment. And if I'm going to be paying for something, I want to make sure that I'm showing up for that opportunity mm-hmm. versus what can I get from the opportunity? I got to tell you, only been in for probably, I don't know, seven or eight months now, and it's been a radical, radical change uh, to my business, but you know, my mission is is to make an impact on every single human being that I get the opportunity to interact with. And Apex is a is a wide open playing field of being able to meet new human beings that you can impact. I just get lucky to do it through means of a podcast. So, but yeah, but that's cool. Good for you. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, and I feel like I'm just getting started. I've been at this thing for ten years now, and uh, you know, it's going to take that's as long awesome. as it's going to take. But yeah, um, that's so that's so incredible, man. It's just it, it just the fact that you're stepping forward, not backwards. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, again, that's, I, it, well, you know, you, I mean, you're a successful guy. You've, you've gone through all of the, the 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 process of getting to exactly where you are now. And, you know, I, I, I know a lot of individuals like yourself that have achieved and continue to achieve a tremendous amount of success and that you, you get to the top of the mountain. Then what? After you have all the stuff and the things and the trips and the family squared, everybody's all now what? All you're left with is your impact and how you're showing up, you know, in this world. And I'm I'm on my way to the top of the mountain. I have not air quotes made it yet, but seeing examples like yourself, knowing that, ah, let's get it right right now. Let's start fine-tuning what the mission is right now. And the money's the byproduct of everything else. And we'll know we'll we'll never depend on the monetary aspect of success. 
what we will depend on and hold ourselves accountable for is how we're showing up for other people based on how people have shown up for us. So yeah, um, exactly. I view the money as the report card. When I started saying it's an A if I accomplished this yesterday or last week or whatever the case may be, or B, a C, a D, all the way down. When I started doing that, that's when the world started changing for me. And it went from being a job to a career to being able to give back. And, you know, I needed, everybody needs the money to live. Don't get me wrong, but but I didn't make it the benchmark for my pocket. I made it the benchmark to say I've accomplished something yeah. and I took pride in it, you know? And, and so the, the second you start saying all this money that I made today is mine. When you start a company, I tell everybody when you start your own business and you make money, that's the company's money. Yeah. It's not yours. It's not yours till you get paid out of it. That's the company's money. Don't steal the company's money. Learn how to leave the company's money in there. And then every day of your life, continually work yourself out of a job. Doesn't mean you don't work for somebody else. It doesn't mean you don't work for yourself. It means that you work yourself out of a job so that you can improve and you can help somebody below you come up and take on that responsibility. If you focus there, you never lose. I love it. I love it. You are a wealth of uh, of knowledge and, and inspiration, Sammy. It's an absolute privilege to to know you and, and, and now call you a friend. I look forward to getting to know you uh, better. I've never been hunting in my entire life. Maybe you'll change that. Um, I've never yeah. even, never even fired a gun before. But as I say on a daily basis, I'm open. <laughs> <laughs> Ten years ago, you didn't know you had a podcast in you either. Yeah, I did not. I had no idea, nor did I think I'd yeah. be involved in a, in a, in a mastermind group and, and I finally arrived at my purpose of making an impact on this planet. So that's so cool. Good for you. Don't stop. I'm not, but I, 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 I've tried, I've tried to quit, but, uh, my mind says quit. My spirit says never. That a boy. Good for you. Good for you. Sammy, I enjoyed our conversation and, uh, you're welcome back on the show. Uh, anytime I look forward to seeing you again and being able to, uh, to have some more great conversations and you've already spoke a tremendous amount of wisdom into my life, um, being able to hang out with you in, in Dallas, um, a few weeks back and look forward to many more of those opportunities. I'll see you soon. Take care. Have a great day. Thank you. Thanks again, Sammy. Until next time, friends. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of the Beyond the Story podcast. Be sure to appreciate it. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show. This way you'll get updates as new episodes become available. If you feel so inclined, please leave us a review. Be sure to appreciate it. Signing off from the podcast, launchlab.com studios. We'll talk to you next time.